You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Isaiah chapter 9. I'll switch this microphone here, Brother Tommy. It says in Isaiah 9 and verse number 1, and you may not be able to see it there, but if you'll just trust me, I'll, I'll read it to you and uh, give you the uh, context here. It says in Isaiah 9 and verse number 1, Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. If you go back up to chapter 8 and verse number 22, it says, And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. These were some dark times. These were some difficult circumstances. But yet in the midst of the dark time, God gives some promises to His people. It says in verse number 2, and this will be our text verse for tonight, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. We'll look in just a few moments, we'll look in the New Testament and we will see the fulfillment of of this prophecy in Isaiah 9, this verse is quoted in the Gospel of uh, Matthew and it's quoted in the Gospel of Luke and we'll see in just a moment. Verse 3, it says, Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is confused with noise, and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. And then verse number 6 really kind of brings it all into perspective. It says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon His kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Lord, I pray You'd speak to us as we look at Your Word for just a few moments this evening. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to miss these truths and Lord, these, these challenges and these promises that have been set before us in the book of Isaiah. Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight from this service. May it be a special time and may it be a, a sweet time and a memorable time. But I pray also it'd be a helpful time. May we examine our lives and the situations we're in and may we see how our lives can be helped and our lives can be changed because of the Word of God and the power that is found in what thus saith the Lord. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We see in this passage that the people walked 
in darkness. It says in verse number two, walking in darkness is dangerous. For some of us, walking in the light is risky too. Some of you that are accident prone and some of us that are maybe clumsy or whatever else, but walking in darkness, that's not a great idea. The Bible says that there were people that walked in darkness. When you're walking in darkness, you can't see where you're going. Have you ever tried to drive, and please don't raise your hand and admit this, but have you ever tried to drive and your headlights weren't working? Have you ever tried to drive down the road and maybe your, uh, your windshield was not completely cleared from the, the frost or the ice and you really couldn't see where you were going and you thought, I think I can make it. Not a good idea. That's dangerous. Walking in darkness is dangerous. You can easily go the wrong way. You can hurt yourself or you can hurt someone around you. I remember as a teenager, we used to go to uh, Freeport, Illinois. There was a huge park there, a beautiful park. and We used to go there for our teen activities. And Brother Nathan, we would get all the teens together and we'd have basketball, volleyball, and we'd have a cookout. But the highlight of the night was when it started to get dark. Because when it started to get dark, we would divide up into two teams and we would play a game called Capture the Flag. Anybody ever play that game, Capture the Flag? Now, you really, you have to play it when it's dark. It's almost not, not exciting, you know, when it's light out. But I remember we were playing and we were having the best time and one girl ruined it for us. And uh, as you can tell, I've, I've been battling with bitterness for quite a while. That was the, you know, the highlight of the year, that activity. And that, that particular game, the uh, capture the flag. But uh, I remember the girl, her name was Debbie. And uh, Debbie was a, uh, she was a year or two older than I, than I am. And uh, she was, but she was very athletic, very competitive. And it was capture the flag. And Brother Gary, when it's capture the flag, I mean, it's, you're, you're, playing, you're playing to win. I mean, it's not just for fun. It's you're playing to win. And this girl, she had gotten the flag, or I think she'd gotten the flag or something, but anyway, she was running as fast as she could go, and of course, people were chasing her, and I'll never forget the, the, uh, the groan, I'll never forget the, the sound, the shriek of pain, I'll never forget the people around saying, quick, get over here, get over here, you know, and you thought someone died. She was running full speed, trying to get back to her side, and ran slam into a picnic table. And I'm telling you what, the picnic table, the picnic table was okay, but she was not okay. And that game came to a halt and we were not even sure we were gonna get to play anymore. We thought we'd have to pack up and go home. But you know, the reason that happened, wouldn't have happened in the daylight, but the reason it happened is because she was not just walking in darkness, she was running. And some of us in our lives, I think we're walking in darkness. We're walking in spiritual darkness. Yes, you've been saved, but we don't let the light of the glorious gospel, we don't let the, the Bible be a lamp unto our feet or a light unto our path. And we, in many cases, we're walking in a spiritual darkness. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. The Bible says these people, they walked in darkness, but then it says, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. There were people that they lived and they dwelled and they, they abode in a place of darkness and a place of, 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 of a valley where they could not see. 
I want to remind us tonight that you choose where you live. And I don't just mean a street, and I don't just mean a house number, but you choose where you're going to live. If you're going to live on the winning side, that's your choice. If you're going to live and be a complainer and be a criticizer and you're going to be always negative and you're all that that's up to you. You see, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to what happens to you. And don't dwell and don't live and don't 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 settle in for despair and darkness and disappointment. Uh, uh, don't let that be your dwelling place. There are many times where we make choices that bring difficulties. I think sometimes, and I know in my life, there have been decisions I've made that probably were not the best financial decisions. And those are things that we could avoid. Maybe there's relationships you've been involved with and maybe somebody even warned you or somebody said, that's not the way you ought to be doing it, but you did it anyway and you got yourself in a mess. Maybe there's been some spiritual decisions that you've made. And that spiritual decision has, has caused you to dwell or to, to abide in darkness. And you just you felt like you couldn't get out of it because of something you did. God's word also refers to, in this passage and 19 other times, the Bible refers to the shadow of death. It says in verse 2, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. A shadow is bad. A shadow is where there is some light, but not enough light. Maybe the light is small, or maybe it's on the side of you, but it's not bright enough to really illuminate everything you need to see. The Bible here says there is a place that is the valley, which a valley is a depressing place, as opposed to a mountaintop. There's a valley, and in that valley there's Shadow, a shadow speaks of darkness and speaks of maybe some sorrow. But this says the valley of the shadow of death. Many in this room have been in that valley this year. Maybe it was the year before. Maybe it's been several years. But if the Lord tarries, we'll all go through that valley of the shadow of death especially, and what I'm referring to now is I'm referring to loved ones. I'm referring to people that we love and people that we care about that pass on to the next life. And that's a valley and it's shadows and it's darkness and it's difficult and it's death, the Bible says. When I was a child, it seemed like I really didn't have anyone close to me that passed away when I was a child. But in my college years and then young adult years, my grandparents, began to lose my grandparents. My wife and I were just talking this afternoon. This next month will be 10 years since her mother passed away. This next February will be four years since my father passed away. We're going through right now the year-end video and all the folks who have passed away in our church just in the last 12 months. Can I tell you, there have been some valleys. There have been some shadows. There's been some death. There's been some difficulty. But this passage tells us, would you notice in verse number two, it says the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. And they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. The prophecy is fulfilled. Matthew 4, the Bible says, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. 
Luke 179, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. You say, well, who is this light? Who are we talking about here? What's the great light that's shown? Well, it's verse number six of Isaiah 9. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And his name, in case you're wondering who this child is and who this son is, it's the child, Jesus. It's the Son of God. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This light has shone upon us. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 5 that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. It says in John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You know, those wise men, they followed that star. It's interesting that God chose a star to lead them to the place where the Messiah would be born. When they got there, they didn't see the star anymore. So we think. But in Revelation 22, we find out that when they got to the manger where the baby was laid, they didn't need the star in the sky because there before them was the bright and morning star, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. In heaven, the Bible says there will be no need of the sun or of the moon or of the stars because there the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is the light. Can I tell you, someday the darkness will be gone completely. Someday the valley of the shadow of death will be no more. You say, well, well, what do we do until then? Last week, I was in the room with Kylie. Kylie is two. And uh, she was going to bed. And I think Brother Dan was talking about this in Sunday school. You know when it's bedtime for a child, every question in the book comes up. And every excuse for why we're not going to bed. And I forgot this. And I need this. And what about that? And she was getting ready to go to bed. And we had the lamp on in the room. And she was pointing up at the wall. And she was saying, what that, Daddy? What that? And I've, I've heard what that a thousand times. And my wife has heard it probably 10,000 times. But what that, Daddy? And I'm looking at the wall. And there's nothing on the wall. I thought maybe there was, you know, uh, uh, something, you know, bug crawling or you know, maybe a tarantula or, you know, a snake or, you know, uh, some, some hairy, scary monster or something. I didn't know what it was, you know, but she was pointing and I'm thinking there's nothing on the wall. And I said, Kyle, there's nothing there, hon. What that, daddy? What that, daddy? And so finally I'm thinking, I got to figure out what that is so that she'll be satisfied and so she'll go to bed. And I was getting her ready for bed and I just, I kept looking up there thinking, I don't know what she's seeing. And then it, it dawned on me. What she was seeing was from the lamp, there was the shadow from the curtain. And in that corner, it kind of looked dark. And in that corner, it looked different. In that corner for her, as a two-year-old, maybe it looked a little scary, like, I don't know what's going on there. And so I said, Kylie, I said, I'm going to show you what that is. I said, now you keep watching. I pointed up there. And I went over to the, the wall, and I flipped on the light switch, which was the overhead light. And when the overhead light came on, guess what? The shadows were gone. And you know, in the Christian life, sometimes we just need to get over that light switch and flip the light switch on. 
And when the light switch goes on, the shadows are dispelled. The shadows disappear. You see, in a candlelight service like this, there'll be some shadows, and it'll be cool, and it'll be quaint and all that, but you wouldn't want to live this way, and you wouldn't want every night of your life to be like this. Aren't you glad there's times when you can flip on the switch and you can see everything clearly? The Bible refers to uh, a passage and uh, it talks about how that Jesus told his disciples, he said, there's some things you're, you're not going to understand now, but you will understand it hereafter. We sing the song, we'll understand it better by and by. There's a land that is fairer than day and by faith we can see it afar. Can I tell you, we go through the shadows and we go through the valleys and we experience death. We experience heartaches and we experience disappointments. But those are all just shadows because someday when we get to heaven, there'll be no more shadows. There'll be no more darkness. And Jesus Christ, the light of the world, will rule and reign forever. But until then, may God help us to get close to Jesus so that light can shine. May God help us to turn on the overhead light when we get in the Word. May God help us to turn on that overhead light when we get to church and when it all makes sense. I'll close with this. In Psalm 78, Asaph was the song leader. He was the music leader for David and the children of Israel there in Jerusalem. And he wrote the psalm and he said, I, I don't understand it sometimes. It seems like the wicked are always prospering. Psalm 73. And he said, it just seems like that everything's going good for them. And he said, I just, I don't understand why they're doing good. And maybe the righteous are having a hard time. But then he said, until I understood their end. He said, until the light came on and I realized, oh, hang on, there's more to this life than just here and now. You see, this life is so short, but we will live forever and ever in a place called heaven. And the shadows and the difficulties and the burdens we go through down here, they'll just be a distant memory. And I think in many cases, they'll be long forgotten when we get to heaven and when the light comes on. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.